You are listening to episode 30, Having the Courage to Stand Up for What is Right. listening to the Healthy Families Rural podcast with health coach Heather, master certified health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. You're here because you want a strong, healthy, resilient family full of courage and confidence in this confused world. So hang out with me each week to learn my best coaching tips, recipes, workouts, and wellness advice to up-level your health and help your family get on the right track. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hope you're having a great day, enjoying your weekend, if you're listening to this on the weekend. If not, the weekend is coming up shortly, whatever day you're listening to, hopefully it's shortly. We're here today because we are talking about a very important topic, and it's having the courage to stand up for what is right. And whether you're a kid, a teenager, a young adult, or an older adult, like myself, much older even if you, if you are a grandparent, okay? This can be difficult to truly stand up for what you believe in and what you know deep down in your gut to be right and true. And today I wanna uncover why we shy away from speaking out plus how to get your own back when you're being put down or you're feeling attacked. Because it's important that as we go through life, we learn and practice together being brave, having courage, and standing with confidence in our own power so we can truly tap into our true nature and find our own voice amongst the crowd. It's more important now than ever, if you ask me. Let's talk about if, if you're an introvert or an extrovert. I think this has a lot to do with how we put ourselves out there, okay? A lot of people believe that they are introverts, but what they really might be is an, an inhibited extrovert. I'll say that again, an inhibited extrovert. An inhibited extrovert is kind of like an ambivert, okay? And an ambivert is a person whose personality has a balance of extrovert and introvert features. An inhibited extrovert, it might be someone who's reserved and held back, yet their brain loves stimuli and gets more hits of dopamine. They'll laugh real laughs and smile real smiles. Nothing's really fake at all. You don't have to fake it till they make it, nothing like that. It's all kind of real with them. And there are correlations between your physical features and your personality that really help determine who you really are. Your genetics, they're like an equation. It's important to really study and figure out who you are so you can figure out how you want your voice to be heard. People change their behavior due to context. So if their boss wants them to fulfill a certain role, they'll change their habits and personality to fit that role. Have you noticed that? And if you're going to a funeral, you definitely change roles to go into that situation and mood of the moment. It's kind of fascinating. If you were to be stripped of all context and had everything you wanted, everything you could possibly want, what would you do? 
How would you behave? Who would you be? Once we strip it all down and figure out what you really like and who you really are, we can start to categorize you as being an introvert or an extrovert, or perhaps an inhibited introvert or an inhibited extrovert. And I feel it's important to know this so you can use your voice in the way that feels most authentic to you. Maybe you want to hone the skill of being more bold and really putting your voice out there, even on controversial topics. Maybe you're just the type who likes to comment on other people's posts on social media that might be controversial and you want to get better at expressing yourself. Maybe you want to be heard in other ways and you can write a card to your senator or your governor. You can write a note to someone you admire who does speak out and encourage them to keep going and ask how you can support them. Whatever you choose to do, you have a voice and it's important that you are heard. Taking zero action, it isn't the answer when you want to see change happen. And so maybe it's even time to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Sometimes, you know, we got to stretch ourselves outside of that comfort zone so we can see real change happen. And we can be doing this for anything that we feel isn't right. So for example, maybe you're watching a movie, any movie, and you feel like some of the scenes, you know, really aren't PG scenes and it's a PG movie or there's content in there that you just don't want your kids seeing. I can't be the only one out there who feels this way, right? If you don't like certain scenes that are put into kids' movies, get in the habit of speaking out. We can write letters to the directors telling them what you love and don't love about the movies or shows that they're making on TV. Um, But the more people who speak out, the more change happens. And I just feel like people don't know how to do that. So we just need to take the steps of understanding. This doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't look right. It doesn't sound right. Don't really want my kids watching this. I mean, even in Avenger movies, right? There's stuff I don't want my kids to watch in those movies. And it should be more of a family-friendly movie, in my opinion. And uh, maybe that's just me. But there's definitely things that kids don't always need to be exposed to all the time. I just don't think it's right. So we got to know how to speak out and what, what can we do and who do we go to to speak out. So these are the questions we can Google about and just find out, who, you know, Google, who do I talk to about inappropriate scenes in movies you know and maybe something will come up and maybe you'll be led down a road where you'll you can find out exactly who the director who the producer is and maybe you could just voice there's a way to voice your opinion on these topics and the more people who do that the more people who speak out again that's when change starts to happen but it's when we just sit back and hope that things will get better have they Not from what I've seen. In fact, I've seen it get a whole lot worse. A lot more racy scenes, a lot more language, a lot more things um, in our children's TV shows and movies, even hidden things that the parents, you know, aren't catching, but the kids are. Let's just be thinking of ways even like that, that we can speak out. But here's the deal. We all care about what people think. And as much as we really want to be free from others' opinions of us, if we speak out, we all care to some degree what other people think. Unless, of course, you're a sociopath and sociopaths don't have empathy towards anything or anybody and therefore they don't care in the least about what others think of them. 
There is an imbalance in their brain that connects the thinking and the feeling. But for those of you who do actually care what other people think, you can practice getting better at having your own back and not letting things bother you so much. But step one is understanding that you're human. If you get your feelings hurt or you become offended in any way, it's because you do actually care what others think of you. And ultimately, it comes down to what you think of yourself. Let me just say that one more time. It comes down to what you think of you. One thought I like to practice when it comes to people's opinions of me is this. What other people think of me is none of my business. This helps me stay in my own business and reminds me that it's okay to be me. Another great thought, I'm not for everyone and that's okay. So if there's any teenagers or young children listening, I think it's important to teach them that what other people think of me is none of my business and I'm not for everyone and that's okay. Because in those teenage years growing up, I feel like around 12, 13, maybe even 11, 10 even, you really start to care about what other people think of you. I've seen it in my own kids. And you build your world around your friends. You start to. And um, it's easy to step back and not stand up for what is right. If you see something happening, you know, it's hard for kids to step up into this leadership role and make it stop whatever the wrongdoing is. Because for fear that your friends will judge you and not accept you, and we do have this innate feeling of being accepted. So I'm gonna talk a little bit, a little bit more about that. But we gotta dig deeper. What if we dig just a bit into this idea that you want people to like and accept you? Where did this need come from? And why is it so ingrained in all of us? Well, this is actually innately built into all of us. In the caveman days, we needed to be part of the tribe. If we were left on our own, we died. It was being a part of the tribe that kept you alive. So it's a natural instinct humans have had now for centuries. It's not something to be ashamed of, only aware of. Since we don't actually need the tribe for our survival like the cavemen did, it's important to retrain the brain that we're not in any real danger for speaking out or standing up for our beliefs. Then we're going to go to worst case scenario. So if there's some issue I really want to speak out on and I start feeling nervous to speak out, I like to take my brain to worst case scenario. What is the worst thing that will happen if I speak out or stand up right now? Let your brain come up with the answer. It might go something like this. If I speak out, people will disagree and say or post mean things about me. I'll lose all my friends and no one will talk to me anymore. People might even come after me and hurt me for saying it. I won't be popular with the crowd. My name will be mud forever. Now, can you see how dramatic I make this in my brain? I then can ask myself, 
Is this really true? How can I know that this is really true? Maybe part of it will be true. And if it is true, then what? What will happen if my name is mud forever? Well, there's a saying that goes, yesterday's news is today's toilet paper. Do you get it? So the truth is, people forget over time about what you say. As long as you continue to put good into the world and be the most authentic you you can be, I say speak out, stand up. Do I like my reasons? So another question I ask myself before speaking out or standing up for something is, do I like my reasons for speaking up? I think of all the reasons I want to stand up. Who is it benefiting? Why do I feel it's important to speak up and give my two cents? These are things I want to consider carefully, especially if it's going into the cyber world. However, if someone were making fun of my religion or were mistreating another human, I wouldn't really need to think it over too long because my core beliefs would compel me to act or speak out. And if I act against my core beliefs and I don't speak up, I always walk away sad that I didn't. And I'm not really feeling like I'm living in my true identity. It's important to know what your core beliefs are. What are you passionate about? What drives you? What has shaped you into the person you are today? I think it's important to speak out on issues that drive the very being of who you are. Not everyone will agree or like what you have to say. What happens is you end up attracting the people who share your core beliefs. And it feels really good, really good to be amongst your people. But if I'm speaking out for purely selfish reasons to get others to like me or agree with me or jump into the complaining pool with me, then guess what? I'm doing it for the wrong reasons. So it's always good to check yourself and ask yourself, do I like my reasons for posting, standing up or saying what I'm about to say? Now, the people I love and admire speak out, but never fight. One thing all my mentors have in common is they're not afraid to say things as they are. They don't dance around topics or try to use language that won't, quote, hurt people's feelings, unquote. What they all understand is people will interpret what they say in many different ways. Some people won't like it at all, while others will stand and applaud the way it was said. You just can't know what others' reactions will be. So why not be true to yourself? If you feel compelled to speak up, don't hold back for fear that you'll offend someone. Say what you need to say boldly yet kindly. If someone tries to attack you, don't attack back. I repeat, don't attack back. If someone attacks me, through a negative comment or they disagree. If I choose to respond at all, here's what I say. You might be right. That's it. Then I drop it and move on with my life because you can't please everyone and that's the truth. And since most people just want to be right 
anyways. I'm willing to let go of the need to be right myself. I just tell them they might be right and I leave it at that. How not to go about it. Think of all the people who love Donald Trump because of the way he is. And think of all the people who hate him because of the way he is. One thing I've noticed about him is he'll say something that sounds completely rude. Then he just moves on. He's very skilled at this. He's on to the next thing. So don't be like Donald Trump in this manner that you're always speaking your judgments about people. But learn the skill of moving on and not dwelling on every naysayer's comment towards you. Stewing over negativity in your brain only makes you want to keep the fight going. You keep thinking about good quote-unquote comebacks in your head. Real doozies you'll use next time you see or hear from that person. Not useful at all, my friends. Let's recap today's episode. The first thing I think you should do is to go take a Myers-Briggs personality test, which I will link in the show notes, so you can find out what type of person you are, you know, introvert, extrovert, just knowing uh, that you might not get all the right facts from this test. You've got to understand that your body and facial features also play a role in your personality. If you identify as an introvert, you might very well be an inhibited extrovert. Okay, so but you'll get some good ideas of your personality type from taking that test. Know that you're human and therefore you care what others think. Only sociopaths don't care what others think. It's okay to care, but not to the extent that it takes you away from your core beliefs. Practice scenarios where you will speak up to defend your core beliefs, whether it's religion, human rights, or simply something deep and personal to you. Could be your freedoms. For me, it's kids and nutrition. All right. I'm almost always out there with an opinion about it when I feel compelled to speak out. I definitely do. Especially when it comes to school lunches and the lunch system we have in schools. I will most definitely always stand up and speak out. That is a core value I have. But the next step would be to go to worst case scenario. So if you're feeling scared about defending a core belief, or maybe you just want to give an opinion, go to worst case scenario. What's the worst thing that will happen if you say something? Ask yourself if it's really true, if this thing will happen. And then what? Keep going with then what, then what, then what? What will you do next if all those bad things happen? Will it all be okay in the end anyways? Ask yourself if you like your reasons for speaking out. Who will it benefit? How is it serving the greater good? Speak out. Be prepared to get attacked, but don't attack back. Best case scenario is everyone agrees with you and they're glad you said something. They're now fans because you're being true to who you really are. You're a leader now. You have a tribe of followers. That could be a very good thing. And we need more leaders in the world just like you. No one is just like you. Your voice is unique, so own it. 
All right. Do you want to become warrior parents? Warrior parents help their kids become warrior kids. And we need more warrior kids as we head into the future, not knowing what's coming up. We need kids who can stand on their own two feet, be confident, courageous, independent, and hardworking. And I have a free webinar coming up for parents. So I want you to click the link in the show notes and register for that free webinar. I'm gonna teach you my top five tips to becoming a warrior parent. Tips and tools you need to know to prepare your kids for the future. All right, click that link, get on that webinar. And if you need coaching, if you're struggling in any way, trying to find your voice and speak out, maybe you wanna overcome some difficult challenges you're having in your own life. Maybe somebody said something to you and attacked you and you can't stop stewing over it in your head. This is when you need a coach. So please come get coached and I can help you through any and all of your issues that are going on right now. All right, my friends, have a beautiful rest of your weekend and I will see you next week with season two of the Healthy Families Rule podcast. We're finishing out season one, heading into season two. More amazing content coming your way and this season coming up, I've got some amazing guest speakers that are gonna blow your mind. So keep tuning in and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to this week's podcast episode. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, do me a favor, take a screenshot of this and share it on your social media page, Instagram or Facebook, wherever you do social media. And if you're on Instagram, you can find me at health coach, Heather, health underscore coach underscore Heather.